the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Oh, man, I hope I don't tear up throughout this uh, two-hour show because uh, this is near and dear to my heart. And we're not going to spend much time uh, Mike's side here because I'm going to be introducing a pre-recorded version of an interview in the city of David, Jerusalem, Israel. Are you kidding me? With a lady named um, Anarina Heman, and she is the spokesperson for the city of David excavations. And uh, I have uh, um, Holly Roselle here with Higher Power Mind for the second segment, and she's going to kind of be meandering with me as well. But I don't want to spend much more time just chatting. I want to get right into this interview located in the city of David, Jerusalem. Are you ready? Well, listen to this. Well, we're talking with Anarina Hyman, and this is an interview that I've been looking forward to for a long, long time. Anarina is uh, the City of David Outreach Coordinator and the uh, one of the spokespeople for JerusalemWatch.com and uh, gives us insights on what God is doing in the excavations in the City of David. Anarina, good to have you with us. Hi. Hi, Kev. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, let's talk about where we would begin. I think we need to begin with informing our listening friends exactly uh, who, what the city of David is, but also Anarina Hyman. So uh, <laughs> I'm handing it off to you. Do Go for it, Anarina. Thanks, Kev. I think the most important thing is that our listeners understand what the city of David is. Yes. Um, this place has only been rediscovered 150 years ago, and we're speaking about the actual ancient biblical Jerusalem. For those who have visited uh, Israel before in Jerusalem, most people get to what we call the Old City. Yes. Uh, but the Old City is not the ancient biblical Jerusalem. The walls of the Old City are only 450 years old. The walls in the city of David uh, over three thousand years old. So <laughs> and it dep- I guess that, it, de- and it all depends on where you where where you begin counting. Uh, do you do you count it exactly. during uh, Je- uh, Mount Jebus days? We'll talk more about those as well. Or are you talking about Melchizedek days? What are you talking about? <laughs> so I'm just we're talking <laughs> about almost in the days of Melchizedek, and this is why it's so important. Kat. So. To orientate the listeners, uh, the Sea of David lies um, on the southern slope, um, south of the old city, of what is today known as the old city. And it was rediscovered 150 years ago by a man called Charles Warren, and he was sent by Queen Victoria. Kaz, very important from the beginning, the city Jerusalem ticks on a timeline, on a godly timeline, and it's so interesting to see because the rediscovery took place exactly 150 years ago, three jubilee cycles ago, and whatever we see today as well 
happening all the time um, with this. So, yes, the, the ancient city, the first time that we hear about it is it, um, when we read about Abram and Melchizedek. And it's so interesting and it's so special today because we, with the listeners from the Salem radio station, um, if I have people here over in, in Israel coming on a tour, I say to them, but we have to pronounce it correctly because it's not Salem, it's Shalem. Shalem. Um, and Exactly. And Kat, if you think about the word Shalem, what's the next word that comes up in your mind? Shalom, of course. Exactly. And um, that's such an important word because Shalom, most people think it's a greeting. Most people think it means peace. And it's such a shallow understanding of the word because the word actually in depth means to be whole. Shlemut means to be completely whole. And that if, if I greet you with shalom, it means that I greet you um, and I wish for you to become everything that God made you to be and to become in the fullness of, of who you are. And can you imagine if everybody can be at that place, then, then yes. the peace will, peace will actually reign spontaneously. Yes. It's not going to be something that we will want to make work. So that's the word shalom. And, and that's uh, the first time that we hear about the city is shalom. And then, isn't that wonderful? And that that precedes uh, King David by, uh, you know, a th- thousand years or so, doesn't it? Uh, yes. During yes, Abraham, yes, during the... Basically. Correct, correct, yeah. correct. So the city already existed in that time. Um, it looked a little bit different, but um, it existed. So, that, so what we're looking at here is every time somebody... Uh, puts a shovel in the ground in the city of David to excavate, it's hardly hard to tell exactly what you're going to come up with. It's, got, it's so rich in history, not only into the times of King David, but back way back in the Mesopotamian times of Abraham and Melchizedek. I mean, it just blows your mind. <laughs> you, 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 it must years. be glorious for you. Thousands of years. I'm the luckiest girl in the world, <laughs> and I introduce myself as that as well. Um, my name itself also, Anna Rina. Anna means um, he answered. Rina means with joy. And it's that kind of joy that you read in the Psalms when it says, when we as the Jewish people came back to Israel, we were like dreamers. Yes, like, yes, we yes. couldn't believe it. And, and that joy that's expressed there, that, that's um, the Hebrew uh, word is Rina. And um, Cass, if I can just share with you a little bit more about Shalem and how we got to the name of Jerusalem, because I think this might be very interesting for the readers. Um, at the same time, when, when Abram met with Melchizedek, a few chapters later, we know that Yitzhak or Isaac was, was promised and he was born. He grew up and suddenly God said that he needs to offer his, his only son, his beloved son. And Abram got up and he traveled three days. Um, and he traveled from a town called Beersheba, again, into to the direction of uh, the ancient city. And he saw, on the third day, he saw the place in the distance. Because he literally stood on a ridge that when you come to, Israel, <laughs> to, to Jerusalem, you can actually see the ridge where Abram stood. And the, um, the scripture says he saw the place in the distance. He saw Mount Moriah. He saw the place where the temple stood. And we know the story that um, he didn't offer Isaac a ram was offered in its place, in his place. And then at that moment, Abram called uh, Mount Moriah, or the place where he stood something. He called it Hashem Yireh, God will make manifest. And now you can see that we have Yireh Shalem. And that brings us Ooh. to Yerushalem, the name. It means that the fullness of God will manifest from that place. And that is Jerusalem. And it also means that 
fullness will radiate and will be seen from this place. <laughs> that is Jerusalem in essence. Yes. If you come to the Hebrew words and you get into the significance of the words, it explains to you the person or the place in so much more depth, and that's Jerusalem. Yes. There's so much more, Ken, but, but tell me what you guys want to hear about the city of David. Well, now, um, what, what I want our listeners to be aware of is this is a, a piece of property Scripture says that God loves the gates of Zion more than all the habitation of Jacob. That means that the gates of Zion, the gates of Zion are surround Jerusalem, but the Jerusalem that it was originally spoken of, if I understand this correctly, and, and feel free to, to uh, adjust me every once in a while when I make an error or something, uh, Anna Arena, mm-hmm. but, but the gates of Zion were around the original city of Jerusalem, which was the city of David. A lot of people think, in, in different terms because the uh, definitions change through time and when things, truths get lost in the dirt, they just, you know, for example, people talk about uh, Zion and, you know, they uh, accredit Zion with other holy mountains and while that is true scripturally, the Zion <clears throat> of, of scripture is the place called City of David and the original Jerusalem, is that not correct? You can see that in 2 Samuel 5, 7, Kat, where it says David uh, took the stronghold of Zion and he called it the city of David. So Zion, um, when he speaks, when David um, took the city, he called it the city of David. But when he speaks of her in the Psalms and when he speaks of her in, in a more spiritual way, he calls her Zion and he also calls her Yerushalem. And it's interesting because Jerusalem is, or Yerushalem, is mentioned 660 times in the Bible, but only a few times it's called Yerushalayim and not Yerushalem. And, and Cass, if you, if you can uh, dig a little bit into the, little, the Hebrew that you have, you will know that the moment when you see the word am, it means it's plural, um, because there are two Jerusalems. And um, according to the Jewish sages, there's a Jerusalem in heaven and there's a Jerusalem on ooh, earth. Ooh, ooh. And, it, and, this is, and this is amazing because uh, the, the Jewish sages also teach that the, 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 the heavenly Jerusalem is beautiful. It's magnificent. But it's only built in honor of the earthly Jerusalem. And for so many thousands of years, the people forgot about the significance of the earthly Jerusalem. Us as Jewish people, we prayed for 2,000 years like Daniel, three times a day, facing Jerusalem wherever we were in exile in the world. And we believed and we prayed that we will come back to Jerusalem. And now finally we are standing with our feet in the gates of Zion. <laughs> and, 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 and God, because there's a promise, it says, um, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. But now that we know that shalom means wholeness, it means pray for the wholeness of Jerusalem. Yes. You see, the ancient city is not just an ancient city, it's an eternal city. It is the city of cities, and this city has to rise according to the prophecies, and that's exactly happening through the archaeological excavations that we have in the city of David. She's shaking off her dust. Isaiah <laughs> says, shake off your dust, arise and take your rightful place, O Jerusalem. My. That we can see by President Trump moving the embassy um, to Jerusalem. That, that understanding of the rightful place that Jerusalem needs to take in, in the world again is happening. But the core, the heart, 
is waking up through through this ancient city um, shaking off her desk. Oh my, my. It's, amazing. it's amazing. It's amazing. And I'm going to I'm going to end this segment with with a scripture and have you just briefly talk about it because we only have a minute or two left in this segment. But in Psalm 102, uh-huh. and this is exactly what you're talking about. It says, "Thou shalt arise and have mercy on Zion for the time of her favor." Yes, her set favor is come. Listen to this, my listening friend. For your servants take pleasure in her stones <laughs> and favor the dust thereof. So shall the heathen fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth thy glory. When the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. Oh, Honorina, I tell you what, that, that makes me want to weep and cry with joy. Goosebumps. And, uh, goosebumps. This is goosebumps stuff. <laughs> g- g- give us about a 30-second insight on this, and then we're coming right back after the commercial break. Great. So give, uh, give me, the, sorry, give me the, the, the quick summer, summary of this, and then we'll jump back in after the commercial break. Okay, so basically, uh, ancient, the ancient biblical Jerusalem rediscovered 150 years ago. Since then, um, 25 years of active ex- 25 years of active excavations and prophecy being fulfilled 24/7 in the city of David in the ancient biblical Jerusalem. Oh my my! And my friends, uh, stay with us. I guess you can see we're about ready to uh, pop the top off of uh, things hidden for so many years. And I'm with Anarina Heyman, and we'll talk a little bit about that as well. The City of uh, David Outreach Coordinator, spokesman, uh, tied to JerusalemWatch.com, and we've got much more coming soon. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. So, Anarina, welcome back, my friends, by the way. One of the things that I realized when, when uh, digging into your name, you talked about your first name and the uh, biblical significance or the, the Hebrew significance of that. But there was a, a man in King David's day, which was one of the three Correct. main a priest that was that were really responsible for leading the worship and praise twenty four seven, and it was Correct. you call it Hyman Jeduthan and um, Asaph. And I my, my question to you is as a as a um, an Orthodox Jew and someone who's very tied into there. You you have your orig- originations there. Is that uh, last name similar to the priest in King David's day? Do you think? I would hope so. I, I think it is, just knowing you as I know you. But when it comes to it, it means the, the faithful one. And um, the only thing that we can do here is to walk with reverential fear and with absolute um, loyalty to, to what's happening here. So I'm, I'm even in that, I'm so grateful that I can be at the place where I'm at. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> serving there. I'm going to give you a scripture, and let's talk a little bit about that into the, in this segment. One of my favorite scriptures is found in Proverbs 25, too. It says that it is the glory of God to conceal the matter, and it is the honor of kings to find it out. And when I look at the excavations that are going there, and I hear all the wonderful 
accolades you share about the discoveries you're making almost on a day-to-day basis. I'm going, boy, it is our honor to be digging out these things that the glory of God concealed. How amazing is that? And then I got to meditating on that scripture, and I go, actually, who was one of the first kings who had the honor of finding it out? It was King David himself. So I, I'm Correct. just thrilled with that. But uh, tell me how this kind of scripture relates to you and the joy that you sh- share with the uh, uh, scripture in uh, finding out the matter or digging through the uh, city of David to discover God's treasures and secrets there. Because if you come to the city of David, you will see um, a lot of active teams on the ground doing the excavations. The excavations are done by the Israeli Antiquities Authority by the highest uh, uh, status and level. Um, but it's done also by people that has to literally, these people have to literally sift through the dust all the time. So they, they are full of dust. I mean, sometimes <laughs> you can't really see them, um, you know, differentiate, differentiate between them and the stones. But that's very interesting because those are the kings that are seeking it out very humbly, working in the soil and, 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 and stone by stone um, uh, revealing the city again. And, and that tells us also a little bit about the city itself. In the times of Abram, when he met with Melchizedek, the Kidron Valley at that stage was called Emek Shaveh, the Valley of Equality. Did you see Jerusalem uh, equals people out? Even when you had to come during the pilgrim festivals, Everybody stood equal before God. Um, Everybody had to give the machetita shekel, the half shekel coin. And that meant no rich, no poor, everybody equal before God. When David came, he became and he was one of the most beloved, a man after God's heart. (laughs) Why? Because he was such a humble man and he understood the role of, of a Jewish king. A Jewish king cannot be anything in our minds as the world sees a king. Exactly. The, king, the Jewish king is there for one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to focus uh, Israel, um, to, to, to pull their focus on God, to serve God, and ultimately then Israel pulling the nations to also see God um, exactly. And, and serve him. So that, that's, that's the purpose of a Jewish king. That's why he, was, he wasn't supposed to have lots of horses and, and chariots and everything, um, because his strength comes from God. Yes. Uh, so that's, that's, that's what you see also. When you see these people dig, those are the kings that on a daily basis, um, <laughs> again, reveal the blueprint of the ancient city. Yes. And reverting back to the scripture that I used earlier, uh, mm-hmm. Talking in, in Psalm 102, it continues. It talks about uh, the the servants take pleasure in their stones and the favor of the dust thereof. But the latter part of that verse says that this shall be written for the generation to come of people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. And I'm going. This is that generation that is spoken of in Scripture. And uh, Anarina, h- how amazing is it when we start to think about God has put us in positions to fulfill some of the ancient scripture, isn't, doesn't it humble you? My, my. It's, it's, it's chilling. <laughs> <laughs> Every day to stand there, um, I don't always know what to make of it, Kaz, because you stand there and you go, 
Why me? What a responsibility. Um, and, and, and what an honor to stand here and to do these things and to see these things happen right in front of your eyes. 2,000 years of prayers. We are standing on the merit of 2,000 years of prayers of the Jewish people, hoping and believing and praying to come back and to rebuild Zion. Yes. Um, it's yes. massive. It's, it is amazing. Uh, here, here's what I'd like to do in this segment. Just w- ask you one more question here, and we'll in- mm-hmm. invest the rest of this segment talking about that. Then we're going to dig into other things, including the half shekel and maybe how uh, that uh, has uh, the, the perspective of that has uh, been Im- influenced by uh, the president of the United States uh, as well, mm-hmm. uh, Donald mm-hmm. Trump. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But right now, let me ask you this question. When we talk about bringing forth ancient truths, bringing them to the surface, that means that all of us have to rethink things a little bit because a lot of the things that we didn't know because they were buried and hidden, uh, we, you know, different leaders of leaders have said, well, this must be what that means, and this must be where that mean, what that means, and this must be where that is referred and things like that. But as soon as you start putting the shovel in the city of David, all of a sudden different revelations appear, and we have to be willing to be flexible in our understanding because God is, as we say, causing the scales to fall from our eyes and we're going, oh, wow, this is really the original heart of God. You want to speak a little bit to that? Correct. I think the most important um, thing here, Kaz, is uh, for us as a Jewish people, we don't have any heritage in Jerusalem. And for any believer in the Bible, there is no connection between the Bible and Jerusalem, according to UNESCO, the World Heritage um, Organization. This is very important because um, we are told that there is only one connection, and that is to one religion, and that is to Islam. When you come to the city of David, you will be able to see that on a daily basis, the Bible literally comes to life. We found seals. Um, with the names of people as mentioned in the book of Jeremiah, with their names inscribed on these seals. We have the whole road that leads all the way from the Siloam pool up to Temple Mount, where every pilgrim had to walk right there that you can see it. All these things popping out. Hezekiah's tunnel mentioned in the Bible right in front of you, the palace of King David. And, and we, have to, we are told that there is no connection to the point, Cass, that um, UNESCO also ask now for a halt in the, a halt in the excavations wow. um, because it becomes really uncomfortable for them that, that these proofs um, pop up. That, that is the Jerusalem on a daily basis communicating to us that we are on the right track, that we have to keep on going. <laughs> um, there is an excitement that you feel from the city as she is sharing her secrets with us yes. and that we can see. So it, it's not just seeing the Bible come to life and putting it into perspective it's a massive tool of advocacy that we have, um, showing the world uh, what, where it is and what it is and how to realign back to the true location of the yes. ancient biblical But community. also realign back with the heart of God. Correct. Well, is, I think is, the, it goes Cass, these things, the material and the spiritual always goes together. <laughs> there is a realignment for people. As you understand where the true location of the ancient biblical Jerusalem is, 
then you can start trying to be a watchman on the walls of Jerusalem because you first have to realign to the place where it actually the prophecy went from. And as you, the same thing, if we walk the pilgrim road that we are excavating right now, you feel it in your legs. It's 400 <laughs> meters. It's, a, it's quite a steep yes, ascent. Yes. But that's your physical ascent. But doing the physical ascent prepares you, you for the spiritual. I'm just saying that again. Yes. Um, doing the physical ascent is preparing you for your spiritual ascent mm. because you will go up to Zion, you will go up to Jerusalem. Mm. Your spirit, your neshama, your soul has to has to ascend to 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 the meeting place of God. Don't 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 let that uh, thought fly away, Anarina. We're going to talk about that uh, after this break. Um, we're talking with Anarina Hyman, and she is the City of David Outreach Coordinator, uh, spokesman. Uh, as you can tell, a uh, uh, a heart-rending spokeswoman for the the topic of City of David. She lives it and breathes it. And uh, if you are familiar with me in San Diego, you know I do the same. So meeting her was kind of like meeting somebody who is of like precious faith. It just it thrills my heart. So we're going to be coming back in just a moment, but I'm going to let you be thinking about this phrase that Honorina uh, laid on us, and we're going to talk about that in the upcoming segments. First, that which is natural. And after that, that which is spiritual. We're going to discover what that means as it's tied to the city of David and excavations when we come back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor. On AM 1210, K-Praise. Well, Anarina, I am very thankful that you are joining us. Uh, Anarina Hyman is the uh, City of David Outreach Coordinator and spokesman tied to uh, JerusalemWatch.com. And let me give you that as a a website access, Jerusalem-Watch, W-A-T-C-H.com. Go there and check out all the things that are going on and all the things that are being discovered. Anarina I'm so thrilled to be visiting with you, and you, you, gave, you gave a thought, and I want you to expand on that here. The thought was that that which is first natural, and after that, that which is spiritual, and sometimes the good Lord gives us natural things to understand supernatural things. You know, he, he does that in the sun, the moon, the stars, and the seasons, and, and the months of the year, and things like that, but also in the excavations that are going on right now. And so I want you to talk a little bit about that because, you know, there are a lot of things that are being discovered, as we talked about early on, Arena, that uh, are making us rethink things. And this is not only those of Jewish Hebrew heritage, but also those of other heritages mm-hmm. as well, because we're face-to-face with uh, God's reality, and, and we're going to have to do some major gymnastics to get past God's <laughs> truths right in front of our eyes. <laughs> talk about that, would you, Arena? Um, it's so interesting because I, I usually show the people a picture or a map of uh, Jerusalem, the old city, and the city of David. And when you look at the old city, it's almost a perfect box, um, a square. And I say to people, and, and the city of David lies just outside that square um, to the southern slope. So I say to the people, if you if you want to realign with, uh, with God, you have to start thinking of, um, outside the box. Um, <laughs> and, and the same thing happened. <laughs> The same thing happened with Charles Warren when he came to Jerusalem. The only thing that he saw at that stage 
was the old city. There weren't any other buildings around. Uh, perhaps you in there uh, a house or two, but really it was, there was nothing there. So the only thing that he wanted to get to was Temple Mount. Now, just to mention that Temple Mount lies um, inside the old city. That's yes. the only part of um, the city of David or Zion that lies within the, the old city borders. Also to mention that in the times of um, Ezekiah and further on into the Second Temple period, that also covered the old city. But we're talking about the place where it all began. We're yes. speaking about the heart, um, Zion itself, Zion itself. So Zion so and the city of David to... is, is just south of there. And the scripture I'm reminded of, when you draw, draw a, a little circle around where the city of David is and you take a look at it and you see and you follow it as if you were walking through and you can walk through it in minutes actually it's a small area but there's a scripture that says is Mount Zion on the sides of the north the city of the great king so the north side of Mount Zion is the place where actually the palace of King David was and this is where right. this is what my heart is is the tabernacle of David was very likely right beside the palace there on the sides of the north and just beyond that northward is Mount Moriah and what we call the old Jerusalem city walls is that correct That's correct that's correct so that's why when it speaks of Tzaphon of the north it speaks that the the the, the, the temple mount and everything stretching f- um, further on is the mountains to the north Yes um, and, and, and Kaz, again, um, the listeners, if they can, if they have the ability, they have to come to the city of David. They have to visit Israel to, to see this because you can literally see it when you stand there. The same um, of the psalm that says, as the hills surround Jerusalem, so God surrounds his people. You can literally see the hills surround Jerusalem when you stand in the city of David. Yes. So just to come back to, to, to um, Charles Warren, he wanted to get to, to Temple Mount. But at that stage... Um, the Ottomans, it was the Ottoman rule and they refused uh, access to, uh, for him and then what happened, and this is what I say to a lot of the people visiting um, you follow your heart towards the goal that God wants you to get to and sometimes when you are in tangible reach of that specific goal suddenly God redirects you <laughs> and you go, what did I do wrong um, didn't I follow exactly according to what I felt I had to do? And that's the point where we have to understand God will use your frame of reference, your understanding to the point where it, it gets limited, and then he's going to have um, to get you to jump through <laughs> and over the box and start looking um, to the place where, where the real stuff <laughs> yes, and you, you, you know, I have to laugh because this is so much a lesson for present-day people as well. Sometimes we pursue things and we think we're hearing what God is saying, and when we reach a dead end, and we go, oh, that was wrong, and God is likely saying to us, it's not wrong, you're, just about, you're on the verge of discovering uh, a truer, my, my truer heart cry to be able to dig deeper, and as you say so rightly, outside of the box. That is great. Again, it's another story that you will really uh, um, appreciate. The way that we found the Siloam, the, the historic Siloam pool, um, uh, we, we knew that it was on the southern part of the city of David, but we didn't know where to dig. We didn't know even how to start. Um, and suddenly there was a sewage pipe that burst. My. And through that we had to start cleaning up. And as we um, started to clean up through the mess, we started to dig deeper, and that's when the, the discovery, the rediscovery, um, happened. And so, so let me let me let me let me let me translate for you just for a moment here on the arena, because you, you, how do you call what's your how do you in Hebrew how do you call the, the pool on the south side of the uh, city of David? 
and we may understand it as the pool of a shalom. And so, pardon us. Pardon we Gentiles for butchering the beautiful Hebrew language. I apologize to all of us, for all of us. <laughs> so, but no isn't problem, that amazing? No but, but it's beautiful for me to see that there's a, um, the new translations in the Bible start to, to really call the, uh, the names of the places really the, uh, the way that they should be called. So, so for, for the listeners, if you want to speak the real Hebrew, the way that it was called, not Siluam, but Shiluach. And Shiluach means to send. Waters are being mm. sent. Even angels in the Bible sometimes were called Shlichim because they are called sent ones. They were sent on a mission. Yes. So Shiluach means that it, it needs to go to a specific end. And the waters were sent from the Gihon Spring. It was rerouted by Hezekiah, and it was sent to the Shiluach pool. So, <laughs> so yes, guys, even that you can see that um, sometimes God will allow a big mess to happen in your life, but it is for the discovery of the real things and yes. the deeper things that you have to get to. So this is so the truth. This is the truth. Uh, as I, uh, forgive me for interrupting. I, I'm like a kid in a candy shop. I'm going, oh yes, but can we talk about this? And can we talk about that? But but I and forgive me for that, my friends. But sorry about that. I'm no, the host of the show, and I get to do that. I'm, I'm with you on this. <laughs> One of the greatest stories that I've heard. Honorina, is that you talk about the, help me with the shalom, shalom. Okay. Shiluach. Forgive my butchering that, but the pool on the south side of the city of David was obscured and hidden. And in fact, the entire palace area and the whole north side was a parking lot for the longest time as well. So what God did is he led you to areas where you go I'm, I want to go to the I want to go to the the holy city I, I want to go to, to the Jerusalem within the that wall area and he's saying uh, you know take off your shoes because the ground you're standing on is holy ground <laughs> So, so Cass, if I can can I share something even more exciting with you Absolutely and, and we've got about uh, <laughs> a couple minutes in this segment but do that and whatever we miss we'll come back again the next segment. Okay, so we, we, we just uh, rediscovered the road that, um, that goes from the Shiluach pool up to Temple Mount, and that road is a massive road that the pilgrims had to walk um, during the pilgrim festival. So they came for the mikveh or the ritual bathing, and then they had to go up for the service in the temple. Now, this road lies underneath a whole neighborhood, Cass, a neighborhood that we can't just move and that we don't want to move. There are people living in those houses. But in true Israeli spirit, we said, we're not going to wait. This is one of the most important <laughs> um, historic sites in the world and for the Bible and everything. But Cass? As we are um, uh, excavating this road right now, firstly, there is, a, there is a scripture that says, build up the highway, remove the stones for my people to return. That highway, the ultimate highway, the, the, the final ascent to Temple Mount is now being excavated. But as we excavate, and you spoke about Proverbs, I want to go to Ecclesiastes, that says, um, you know that part that says uh, there's a time for everything, a time yes. for war, a time for peace, and then it goes to Ecclesiastes 3 verse 15, yes. where it says what is, was, what will be, was, and God seeks the pursuit. As we are now excavating the, the ancient, the ultimate ascent to Temple Mount, the roads 
to to Jerusalem are opening, the modern roads are opening up. Within a few months, we will have a speed train that will carry people from the airport. In a matter of minutes... (laughs) From the airport? From the airport. And then from there, we have cable cars that will take people from all over Jerusalem and drop them right there into the ancient city. Because the nations are getting ready to come to Israel. Yes, yes. The nations are getting ready to Jerusalem. So as we are... Um, excavating the ancient road, the modern roads are already falling in place <laughs> to get ready for what is coming. Oh, soon. my. Honorina Hyman, I, I want you to hang with us for the last segment as well. This is remarkable, absolutely remarkable. But uh, in the last segment, what I'd like for you to do is to talk about some uh, scripture. This lady, my friend, is a woman who understands scripture. She understands the law. She understands the prophets, and she understands the Psalms. And as you begin dissecting those and actually blending them together, you see God has actually not only given us a roadmap for the city of David and his plans for the future, but he's given this so that we can share it with others. And I'm going to have Honorina Hyman uh, share this with me uh, and you and give some scriptures that really tied to this and maybe even come into present day times and what God seems to be doing in not only that revelation, but how he is bringing uh, Israel to a point of uh, revelation. So the heathen or the scripture says the Edomite or the heathen or the Gentiles shall be drawn as well. We're going to talk about that in the last segment. Honorina, what a blessing to talk with you and stay with us. And my friends, we'll be right back. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Frames with Cass Taylor. Honorina, good to have you with us. Honorina Hyman, and she is the City of David Outreach Coordinator and spokesperson uh, for what the digs, as we say, going on in the City of David. I want Honorina to tell you where you can view some of her videos right now. Give us a website or two where we can see those, and then I'm going to launch the next question, Honorina. You can go to www.jerusalem-watch.com. And basically what you can do is, um, if you would like to support um, a once-off or maybe on a monthly basis, you can go to the Jerusalem Watch and there are memberships and ways in which um, that support can take place. All of this based on biblical principles of giving. I think Honorina is, is, is saying that you have an opportunity not, not only to pray for this, but also to invest in it. And in, in my book, this is one of the greatest investments you could even consider. So how do people find out more about uh, helping uh, put boots on the ground and shovels in the dirt? For those who would like to invest into this, it's, it's much bigger than us. Yes. And, and, and we can just uh, stand there and, and try our best to, to understand what is actually happening here. Yes. For that purpose, we started the, the, the Jerusalem Watch. So people can go to the site, um, www.jerusalem-watch.com. Many ways that you can actually um, support. Also, we have um, products and jewelry. Every time when you buy a piece of jewelry, the money goes to the excavations. If you yes. come on a Jerusalem Watch tour, the money goes to the excavations. Yes. They can go to YouTube and they can uh, type in the Jerusalem Watch and they will see quite a few <laughs> videos. Where we quite a few. It's Honorina Hyman. The United States and Israel uh, are, are sharing a path, I think. God has, you know, the Scripture talks about bringing the Gentiles in, and one of the Gentile nations, I hope and pray, is the United States of America. And it seems like that God is uh, bringing 
a real relationship between Israel and the United States. In Amos, for example, it says, in the last day, I'm going to build again the tabernacle of David. And where was the tabernacle of David? It is probably real close to where uh, Anarina is sitting right now in Jerusalem. It's very, probably very close to there. And it says that uh, he's going to build up the, the ruins and, and repair the breaches and raise up the ruins as it were in the days of old. That the Edomite, or in, in, in our, by our definition, beyond Edom, which is an area right near uh, Israel, but also the unbelievers, the Gentiles, can come in to mm-hmm. that. And so God is desiring for this to happen. So would you kind of give us in the next few minutes kind of an overview of what God is doing in Jerusalem and the city of David, and it may be as it relates to the United States and some of the things that uh, United States and you are partnering in? Um, well, so much happening, but uh, we know that President Trump moved basically he, um, the embassy now um, during the 70th um, anniversary, the celebrations that we have. And Kaz, that, that's very important because there is a scripture in uh, Zechariah, Zechariah 1, and it says, and I just want to read this to you because um, it, it's very important. Basically, God sends out four horsemen to, to roam the earth, and then they come back and, and he asks them what's going on, and they say everything is very tranquil, everything is going quite fine. <laughs> and then it says in, in verse 12, thereupon the angel of the Lord exclaimed, O Lord of hosts, how long will you withhold pardon from Jerusalem and the towns of Judah, in which you have placed under a curse for 70 years? 70 years is a very, very important um, um, time period. Number one, um, David was exactly 70 years when he passed away. Uh, that is, so 70 years is the years of a king. And in this time, we saw that when Jerusalem passed a 70-year bracket, that's when things started to happen. And again, that she is um, being um, considered and, and that uh, President Trump is actually saying that Jerusalem is the etern- eternal capital of the Jewish people. Yes. Um, but more than that, Kaz, and this is, this is very important because that's when God replies and it says, the Lord replied with kind, comforting words to the angel that spoke with me. Then the angel who talked with me said to me, proclaim, thus says the Lord of hosts, I am very jealous for Jerusalem, for Zion, and I am very angry with those nations that are at ease. Um, I was only angry a little, but they overdid the punishment. And assuredly, um, thus says the Lord, I graciously return to Jerusalem, mm. my house shall be built in her, declares the Lord. And which is very interesting because God returning, every time it says at the end of this chapter also, it says, for the Lord will again comfort Zion and he will choose Jerusalem yes. again. <laughs> and at the end of chapter, at the end of chapter two, just a chapter further, the last two verses, again, very interesting. It says, um, um, it goes on and it says, the Lord will take Judah to himself as his portion and the Holy Land, and he will choose Jerusalem again. Mm. And then the very next verse says, be still all flesh, because God has risen himself from his holy habitation. The thing that moves God in these days are the fact that he chooses Jerusalem again. Um, and you can see it on the ground. And the very next um, chapter again speaks about the Satan the Satan that comes that accuses the, the high priest that he's not ready. And then God himself rebukes the Satan and he says to him, he does it in the one that chooses Jerusalem. Yes. So the major dynamics, the major spiritual dynamics, all connected to God choo- choosing Jerusalem again. And that is now being manifested in what's happening as we saw that President Trump uh, moved the embassy. 
uh, etc. Yes, yes, um, yes. I don't know if you know about the Freedom of Zion coin. Um, four years of the rebellion just before Jerusalem was destroyed in the Roman destruction. They minted coins against the, in the rebellion against the Roman um, occupation. And those coins called for the Freedom of Zion. Um, literally written on them for the Freedom of Zion. Um, those coins never got to their goal because we know that Zion um, was destroyed. But something very interesting uh, the moment when we start the excavations, we find so many of these coins. And as we are now liberating, literally liberating the ancient city from her millennia-old prison, My. these coins come as little messengers telling us that Zion is being, literally being um, liberated. And I always say to people, Kaz, that Jerusalem, we know that Jerusalem has a soul. The Jewish sages teach us that she has a soul. She communicates to God. And you can actually see in Isaiah 49 her communication with God where she said to him, but you forgot me. And he says, I can never forget you. Can a mother forget her nurse, nursing children? Even these may forget, but I will never forget mm, you. Oh. And in a, a time of favor, God says he will remember her. And suddenly we see this. And when we open up the ancient city, we open up her voice, and the only thing that she does is she calls back her sons. That's right. the only she wants her sons back. Yes. Um, so the physical, the material, the things that we do on the ground, in the dust, literally shakes heaven. Um, and we can see that as, as different spiritual dynamics come in play. That, again, um, influences material um, um, dynamics happening right around us. So it's, it's an ongoing... It's ongoing, um, and the very revelation that we dig into in Scripture, in the Law and the Prophets and the Psalms, is actually coming uh, to truth and fruition right before our very eyes, my friends. You know, this hour went kind of fast, didn't it, on Arena? <laughs> <laughs> could could you come back another time and we won't I using an excavational term we've only scratched the surface <laughs> exactly, but, but nonetheless exactly. there's so much more to share so we'd love to have you come back that. again periodically and exactly. give us insights on what's going on in the city of David because there's always something new going on some new discovery that is really an old discovery <laughs> so Honorina uh, it's good to have you with us Honorina Hyman with the city of David outreach she's the outreach coordinator, and she's a, a gal after God's own heart. Wow, isn't that amazing? I, I, it blows me away. And uh, what a remarkable interview with uh, Honorina Hyman. And uh, we're talking, actually talked with her in the city of David in Jerusalem. Uh, you may want to listen to this again in the archived podcast version on www.kprz.com. It's going to be dated June 30th, 2018. By the way, I've done teachings about this, the city of David, and it's going to uh, kind of dovetail into what you heard in this hour with Honorina. Uh, uh, some major scripture and some revelation God gave me. So here's what you want to do on that. Just go to YouTube and put Kaz Taylor, City of David. Kaz Taylor, City of David in your YouTube search, and you'll find some more uh, nuggets on what uh, God is doing in Israel and the City of David. <laughs> but up next, up next, we have a very smart Christian sports psychologist as my co-host, and she's going to share some scriptural ways to maximize your ability to concentrate and excel in your job, yes, your schoolwork, yes, and your sports, actually everywhere. 
So Dr. Holly Roselle of Higher Power Mind is going to join us. So do not go away. We'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. God loves San Diego. This is AM 1210 K-Praise. KPRZ San Marcos Poway. A service of Salem Media Group. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Uh Uh-oh, Kaz is going to dig into Scripture again. Here he goes. (laughs) Well, that's part of what I do. Colossians 3.17 says, Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, since Jesus has called us to excellence, one of the things that we have to ask ourselves is, what does that excellence look like, and how do we get there from here? And it's fortunate because we have a co-host that will help us answer that question. I want you to meet a sports psychologist and uh, tied to a ministry and a business called Higher Power Mind, Dr. Holly Roselle. Holly, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Kaz. Thank you. I'm feeling very blessed to be here with you today. Yes, yes, yes. And we're going to talk a lot about some things. My listening friends, if you've ever wondered, you know, Scripture requests our excellence. Mm -hmm. And uh, how do we get there? Uh, Holly's invested much of her life uh, digging into this as a sports psychologist. Tell us a little bit about you and how uh, your heart cries to bring other people to the fullness of what they're called to be and do. Sure. Um, Holly Roselle. Well, when someone asked me to tell a little bit about myself, the first thing that I, I have to say is that I am a Christian and I love Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that's first and foremost. But aside from that... Um, you know, I'm married to amazing husband, Charles, and I have two little kiddos that are five and three that I just adore. And um, as Kaz mentioned, I'm also the creator of a program called Higher Power Mind, which is a Christian-based mental strength training program for youth. And um, actually, before God put it in my heart to do Higher Power Mind, I actually worked with um, doing mental strength training with special operations in the U.S. military. And that, that includes the Navy SEALs. That includes the Navy SEALs, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which means I worked on training the mind so that they could perform at their best in and out of combat because we know that the way that you perform has a tremendous amount to do with the way that your mind is performing. And right now, at this point, we know so much about the mind and the brain these days that we want to make sure that we're using all of that information for the benefit of the operators in the military. Yes. So higher power mind came to pass, as, no pun intended, but your brainchild was, was, was higher power mind. It was a way to help uh, people get to that next level of uh, fulfillment uh, using scripture. Absolutely. Yep. I was, um, when I was working um, in, in the military, it was, you know, a lot of it was developing this mental strength, but also um, there was a lot more to it because, you know, guys in special operations, men and women, are they're already strong. Yes. So it was also about protecting mental strength um, because, you know, you can talk to some of the, I've worked with some of the most mentally strong people on this planet and, you know, it can take a hit. So really it was just about, I was really working on um, mental performance and just being smart about training that. And um, when I was, you know, working in the special operations, um, I also started working, like I said, um, when we moved out here to 
to San Diego, I started working at Naval Special Warfare in Coronado. Wow. Tell, tell us a little bit more about that, because, you know, we're, uh, as if, if my listening friend, you weren't aware of this, San Diego is a Navy town, and all things that are tied to the Navy and the military, we love. So your call, uh, Holly Roselle, w- to help these people excel to their highest level is amazing. So tell us a little bit more about the higher power mind mentality and the Navy special warfare in, Cor- you know, in Coronado. That's an amazing connection. Yeah, it was. Um, and... So when I was working with the SEALs, God just, you know, he he really blessed me with this opportunity to develop a mental strength training program from the, really from the ground up. Because when I, when I started there, there wasn't that position. Like it wasn't like I was filling a prior position. It was a new position and God provided me the opportunity to develop an understanding of how to create this program really from, from zero. And which I know now was to help me prepare mm-hmm. to create higher power mind because I have created that from zero as well. And while I was there, I was really fortunate. Um, I, I just was so blessed to be partnered with a Navy SEAL. So I brought the mental performance expertise and he brought the Navy SEAL expertise yes. and we just created this, you know, really cool program that they're still using today. Yes. Now there's somebody that you want to introduce and we can do that introduction on this side of the commercial break and then carry that person over to the next side as well. Would this be a good time to introduce? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Introduce um, your next. Of course. Some guess. of the, the areas, focus areas that we worked on were um, confidence, performing under pressure, attention control and motivation. And um, I was, very blessed to work with Kyle, who was another Navy SEAL that, yes. um, you know, we just crossed paths a lot when I was working there. And he can kind of help give a little bit of his perspective on mental strength and, and higher power mind as well. And, and Kyle's last name? Kyle Bucket. Kyle Bucket. Kyle Bucket, uh, Navy SEAL. Are you there with us? I am. I am. I'm <laughs> so honored to be here. Thank oh, you so much for having me. It's, it's our pleasure. And I, I know how, uh, doctor, we have to call her doctor every once in a while, <laughs> <laughs> Psych, uh, sports psychologist. What are, an, a, mark, a remarkable uh, niche she has carved out here. But uh, Navy SEAL Kyle Bucket, why don't you uh, give us just a little bit uh, of information. And uh, you know what, Holly, I'm going to have you kind of lead this interview. We've got probably two minutes on this side of the commercial break. And then... Uh, Kyle, we're trusting that you stay with us for the next segment as well. Absolutely. Go ahead, Holly. Yeah, Kyle, um, like I said, Kyle and I worked um, really in the same command together, and he's just going to talk a little bit about, you know, mental strength as it, proactively working on mental strength. Yes. Um, and then also, you know, how a lot of times this type of training is for professional sports teams. Yes, yes. And it's, you know, people don't have access to it. So higher power mind kind of opens access to yes. that. Yes, Kyle. Give it to us. We got about a minute and a half in this segment, and then we're going to carry you over to the next segment as well. Kyle sure, Bucket, Navy sure. Seal, I mean, lay it on us. <laughs> right on. Well, I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me again. Uh, yeah, as Holly mentioned, you know, I, I worked with Holly years ago, and I've been in the Naval Special Forces for almost 20 years now. I'm getting close to my retirement, and I remember when Holly first came on board with us, and and all of the benefits that she brought with her. And I was so excited, and I'm going to be excited to share a little bit more about that after the break, but I was so excited to hear, because we focus so much on our physical strength, right, on our physical ailments. I was so excited to hear about Holly and and our team 
now focusing on our mental strengths, aside from, you know, brain damage or PTS, but more along the lines of mental health. Yes. So we'll talk about that after the break, and I'm excited. Yes, but one of the things that I, I see, first that was in the natural, and after that, that was just spiritual. And, and Holly has been able to tie the spirit, soul, and body together and uh, kind of make uh, us the best that we can be, spirit, soul, and body. Just a brief thought on that, Holly, before we go to the break. Absolutely. Um, you know, doing this work, you know, we, you learn all this stuff in school, but at the end of the day, God is the almighty sports psychologist. Yes. We, all of these skills that I teach were in a scripture long before yes, yes, <laughs> they yes. were in a sports psychology classroom. <laughs> and, and that is definitely one of the things that um, God has really revealed to me. Yes. Um, doing this type of work. You, you know, one of the things that I have to smile because there are a lot of Navy SEALs that may not have that relationship with that higher power mind, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. But the scripture is true regardless. And you can apply scriptural truths and all of a sudden people can see uh, it being productive and fruitful. And uh, they may just ask you, why is this so productive and fruitful? And you can say, well, let me tell you, this is in scripture. And let me tell you about the author of scripture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Holly, uh, stay with us for the next, oh, you're here for the whole hour, by the way, but uh, <laughs> uh, Navy SEAL Kyle Bucket, stay with us for the next segment as well, because we're going to delve more into the synergism, if you will, with spirit, soul, and body, and how God wants to use Scripture to instruct you on being all and everything that you've been destined to be. And we will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. I'll tell the world, world, world. Come together, San Diego, with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 K Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. And we're back. Yes, indeed, we are. And our co host for this whole hour is uh, Dr. Holly Rochelle. And she is the founder of Higher Power Mind. She's also a sports psychologist. And uh, we have on the line a Navy SEAL Cal uh, Bucket. And we've been talking a little bit about how you help the uh, Navy Special Warfare people in Coronado uh, target on uh, getting the most out of who they can be. But I want you, as we hand it over to Holly Roselle, what I'm going to have her do is talk a little bit more with uh, Navy SEAL Kyle Bucket. But I want you to realize the applications that she is applying, Not only it, they apply not only to the military or your job, but they also apply to making you better as a sports person or making you better as a student. In fact, a lot of the things that she does are tied to the youth. So continue your conversation uh, with Navy SEAL Kyle Bucket. And uh, my friend, as you hear this, it also applies to you in school and in sports. Holly? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and let Kyle talk a little bit more about it because he's kind of planting the seeds of, of you know how this originated and, and where it went. So go ahead, Kyle. Right on. So, yeah, when I first had, like, back to what I was saying about when I first heard about Holly joining our team and helping us develop this program, I was extremely excited uh, because we spend, obviously, I mean, there's movies written about the time and the amount of training and the amount of effort that goes into our physical training, right? There's literally movies, there's books, uh, it's, it's everywhere. Um, if you just even Google it, I mean, it's everywhere, right? on how much time we spend on our physical uh, well-being. So when I heard about Holly coming to our team uh, and joining us, I was like, man, this is going to be great. Now we're going to be taking everything, all of the lessons learned that we've had over the past, you know, 50, 60 years uh, to take that 
now we can translate it from the physical aspect, but also to the mental aspect. And, you know, having her, you know, resident expertise in, in that great brain of hers come and join our team was... <laughs> you noticed was that really, too, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. From day one, for sure. For sure. Because, you know, uh, mental health, as we came to find out through, find out through um, you know, her her, you know, guidance and her educate, educating us was, you know, we needed to train that as well and spend more time uh, training uh, ourselves in that aspect, you know? Yeah. So, um, go ahead, Holly. Oh, no, that that's, um, no, thank you for the kind words. Um, that was definitely, I think, part of um, this whole brainchild was, was the proactive piece of it. And a lot of times we wait till there's a problem to deal with the mental aspects <laughs> of our life, you know, and so if we can, if we can kind of start doing some of this proactively, it can um, <clears throat> really help that before we start going down roads yes. we don't want to go down. That's right. And, and Kyle, that really is, that it really is the call for uh, the Navy SEALs and Special Forces is, is not to uh, take things by surprise, but you anticipate as much as possible going in so that there's less uh, surprise uh, at the point of delivery where you have to uh, be the fullness of all you, you're supposed to be. Isn't that right? Exactly. Exactly. And we, you know, we pride ourselves on being the, uh, the, the very sharp end of the spear, the, the point the, the focal point of the spear in being the forefront of, of a lot of developing technologies, a lot of developing training techniques, as well as, you know, uh, on the medical side of the house. So when, you know, she came forth with this training, I, I was like, this is incredible because we put so much emphasis on ensuring that a guy is healthy, right? If a guy breaks his leg or breaks his knee, uh, you know, and he goes back into medical and he, and he gets patched up, well, there's a training process after that, right? It, take, it might take months. Rehabilitation might take months. And we, put, and we have such a great uh, training aspect to that side of our, our physical therapy is world-class. It's world-class, right? So I was like, you know, we don't have everything though that we need. What about when, you know, their mental health is off? Wow. Well, what do we do now? You know? And if a guy, a guy, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, if a guy comes up in the platoon, it took a cultural shift, right? So if a guy comes up in the platoon space to me, if I'm like a platoon chief and he goes, Hey, Hey chief, Hey buck, I gotta go. I gotta go get my, my knee, uh, taken, taken a look at or my shoulder or my neck or my back. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Go do it, man. Take, make it happen. But it took us, it took a cultural shift and, you know, we're leaps and bounds ahead of the rest of the military, uh, you know, with Holly and it, but it took a cultural shift on our part to go, Hey, now when that young guy comes in and goes, Hey, I, Hey chief, Hey, hey, sir! I I need to get some training on my on the mental health aspect. Well, now we have it. We have it, and now we're able to culturally shift as an entire culture over to the side of the house. Hey, that's not bad. Hey, you want to make you want your mental health to be better? That's incredible. Good on you. Now we have the resources to answer when that question arises. And culturally, and this is the most important thing. Culturally, it's now fully acceptable. Like, yeah, right on. Good on you, man, or, or girl, or woman. Go, go get taken care of. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that, Kyle. Because I think you're right. It was, it, it did take a little bit of culture, and and you guys are. Um, it is become more acceptable because you'll really do whatever you need to do to be the best. And it is like, well, yeah, the mind's part of that, and so you guys, I think, are leading the way there. 
So that's awesome. It's good to hear that. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I, I've seen this. It, it start, it's starting to really translate across, you know, not just us, not just special forces, but, you know, across all of the all of the other forces. Yeah. I run a nonprofit for disabled veterans on the side called One More Wave. And, you know, we've got a lot of guys and gals that are that are dealing with the VA now. And now even the VA is starting to take in that into aspects, not just mental health in terms of care, but also you know, responsive training like Holly and, and the team has brought forth to light. So it's really incredible to see this happening over the last couple of years, last decade, you know? Kyle, before we go any further, and let me just interject here, you mentioned a nonprofit that you're working on. Could you give a website information on that for other people to check that out as well? I, I didn't want to give up. I didn't want to cut into Holly's space. No, no, no. Uh, no we want, this is part of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you so much. Yes, it's called One More Wave. If you Google One More Wave, we'll pop up everywhere, but it's onemorewave.net. And what we do is we get customized equipment, surfing equipment that we tailor <laughs> I to wounded it. and disabled uh, veterans and their needs yes. in an effort to get them uh, a form, our favorite form of recreational therapy, which is, <laughs> of course, surfing. Yeah. So <laughs> Google, Google One More Wave. Thank you so much for that plug. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure. I, I, you know, Holly, one of the things that I notice here is the, the, you, you, you are working with people that have already made the dedication, whatever it takes to go all the way. But what you, you began seeing some levels of success in this, and you said this really needs to play into a broader market. So talk a little bit about how this relates to other people as well, youth in a lot of different categories. Yeah, I think one of the things that really struck me when I was working there, and, and really in the other places that I worked as well, is that, you know, we were catching these people at a certain age. Yes. And these skills were really resonating with them and um, planting seeds, kind of like Kyle said, and changing that openness to um, the mental strength piece of it and proactively working on it. And I thought, wait a minute, we should catch this with our youth. Yes, yes. Like, let's catch this before they're you know, 20s, 30, whatever. And they already have built yeah. uh, bad habits and problems into their life. Exactly. And, and God, that was just such a God thing. He put that in my heart. And being an athlete yeah. myself, I was a swimmer and All-American and, you know, swim at UVA and went through all of those mental battles that you go through as an athlete and kind of just put it all together. Um, and so that was really where um, working in the military and um, working with, you know, NSW and, and all of these things really revealed to me is that, if this is successful for people at this age, it's it's important that we start a little younger Yes, um, with these skills. The scripture says, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they're older, they shall not depart from them. And as soon as you start embedding these things, and I, I suspect, Kyle, this is true in special services as well, you train oh, the recruits to do these things, and it becomes part of their life and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Right, Kyle? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It consumes, for the first four or five years of uh, joining the Navy and becoming a, a team guy, I mean, that that's your life. There is nothing else besides that. Um, I mean, 90, 100 hours a week, not uncommon. Wow. Yeah. Holly? Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely, I think, where you can capture yeah. a lot of people is when they're, at the, when they're really trying to do something. Because I've taught, I have done thousands of hours of mental training. And what I have noticed is that it resonates more with people when they are 
um, actively engaged in trying to do something. Yes, and, and young people, uh, they have their minds are pliable. Yeah. Some of we older people, we have to get rid of a <laughs> bunch of old habits to be able to apply these things. And so what God wants us to do uh, from a scriptural standpoint is, you know, all, all, he wants to make all things new. Yes. And uh, to, to be able to look at things from God's fresh scriptural yes. perspective and then no stopping you because you're listening to what God wants to do and, and then you're uh, activating it. Absolutely, and a, a renewal of the mind is something yes. that just God just constantly puts that scripture in my head and in, in, in relation to higher power mind. Yeah, exactly. Well, Kyle, I, I want to thank you very much for coming on with us, uh, Kyle Bucket, the Navy SEAL, because you set the stage for the remainder of the show, actually. Uh, uh, Navy SEAL Kyle Bucket, thank you for doing that. And you're a very well-spoken yeah. man, and we appreciate you very much. And I know no, Ho- Holly you. is hard to have her be quiet about you when she, when your name comes up. You're an amazing guy, and she thinks highly of you. That's for sure. And you have learned uh, how to apply the spirit, soul, and body components that are, are outlined in Scripture. You're a man that shows that in your very life and lifestyle. So, Kyle, thank you for joining us on these uh, couple segments, and thank you for setting the stage for the future. Uh, Holly, I, I, I think this is a real good time to set, set the stage for what we're going to do in the last couple segments because we talked about, from a specific standpoint, of the Navy uh, Naval Special Warfare people in Coronado, but now we're going to spend some time in the next segments on how this applies elsewhere with other youth, are we not? Yes, absolutely. We're going to get a little bit more into the specifics of Higher Power Mind and, and that training and, like I said, how it can apply to anyone. Yes. And, and anything they do. <laughs> and we have special guests waiting to tell you more about that, don't we, Holly? Yes, we do. I guess that means we'll be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 k Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on k Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 k You know... Having strategies and doing great things are only as valuable as the level by which you can actually effectively apply them. And uh, when uh, co-host Dr. Holly Roselle built her program, which is called Higher Power Mind, she had to take not only the idea, but she had to translate the idea into something that was actually palatable to the real world. Uh, We talked a little bit about the special forces and its application there with Navy SEALs and beyond. But uh, there's other aspects of this uh, which make uh, higher power mind so invaluable to others as well. So I'm going to hand it over to you, Dr. Holly Roselle, um, sports psychologist and genius. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thanks, Kaz. Well, as I mentioned, Higher Power Mind is a Christian-based mental strength training program for youth. And really, it's designed um, to help youth develop, enhance, and protect confidence, performing under pressure, attention control, and motivation so they can avoid mental strongholds and live in the freedom of what God designed them to do so they can do great and mighty things. Yes. Um, and, and before I go into the spe- specifics of that, I, I want to go into a little bit of it conceptually because this is important. Um, in other words, I am very passionate about proactively working on mental strength in our youth. You know, let's teach them tangible mental skills before they lose confidence in themselves, before they become demotivated and depressed, before they get crushed really by the the stresses in our society. Yeah, a lot of those too. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's so tough out there for them. Um, Before they lose focus and attention 
on the things that are important so that when these things happen, and unfortunately with our youth today, they yes. probably will, Yes, you know, on some level. You see it in the news all the time, Holly. You see Ollie. it in the news all the my, time. My. And, and so when it does, hopefully armed with these scripture-based mental skills, yeah. they won't fall so far, so fast, or for so long. Yes. And they will be able to unleash God's potential for them. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, you know, Kaz, one thing that I've noticed, just for example, kind of like what you're alluding to, is that, you know, there's a lot of discussions around school shootings. And oftentimes the solutions are that are discussed are more mental health access and gun control. And I'm not going to go into either of those. But I would just say that I think that proactively working on mental strength in our youth could also be part of that solution. A big part, not only for the people that perpetrate these crimes, but also the yes, people that have exactly, to deal with them. Exactly. Um, I read a statistic the other day that said that the third leading cause of death for the youth ages 12 to 15 is suicide. My, my. And it broke my heart. Just think about these sweet children that God created and the fact that they actually... And instead of thinking, oh, you know, my future is bright and I have so much to do, they actually got to the point where they felt like their life had no value. Oh, my. And that is, that is so sad. Um, and, you know, and, and there's more. There's, there's depression and bullying. And at the root of both of those is pain. And it's pain they don't want to be feeling. And these issues are a battle of the mind. And wouldn't you say, I know what you're going to say on this, but I'm setting you up for it. But, yeah. but scripture deals with this yes. and gives us tools to get past that. And uh, if people just knew the simple precepts of scripture and could yes. understand how to apply them, uh, they would be far, far better off. And that's one of the things you're calling uh, deals with is helping them understand not only what scripture says, but how to apply them. Exactly. Um, you know, I think, I think the time is here. Yes. To really focus on that and on proactively working on mental strength in our youth so that they have well-developed, God-breathed mental skills in place before these things happen mm. in order to more effectively fight the battle of the mind. Um, in other words, we're using you know these programs like Higher Power, Power Mind that are specifically designed to provide tangible, apical mental skills for youth. And like I said, that's what Higher Power Mind does. Yes, and we're, we're going to be bringing somebody on sh- shortly uh, uh, that is an example of that, that you're going to be able to, my listening friend here, this person's perspective is going to help you as well. But uh, so much more. I've seen the programs of Higher Power Mind. I actually was I helped do, do videos tied to these things. And how remarkable is it? It actually gives you the tools. You know, yeah, I wish I could do these things. I wish I could excel to my highest and greatest ability. Well, you can. Yeah. The truth is you can. God created you for that. You absolutely can. And, you know, I think that a lot of times, too, you know, in, in the battle of the mind, um, I, I'm not saying that higher power is the only solution, but I no. haven't seen a lot of that out there. And, um, and just to clarify, because like Kaz says, this is, you know, this is all of us go through this. this is, my higher power mind is not a clinical psychology program. It is an educational program for anyone, yes. any youth. Just like exercising, our physical activity is good for any youth. This mental strength training is good for youth. And, um, and so it's a, it's a platform really to help anyone develop, enhance, and protect mental strength. Yes. And really to bring encouragement and joy yes. in, in all that they're striving to do. And like you said, we're having a guest pretty pretty <laughs> soon here on the line, and, and she's a high schooler because the audience really here is designed for, um, or it's geared toward middle and high school. Um, I have had younger and older students do it as well, so it could be a wider range. Yes. Um, but as you, and you probably noticed, these skills 
confidence, performing under pressure, motivation, attention control, they can be used for all areas of yes. life, um, sports, arts, school, life, and the good fight of faith. Yeah, the good fight of faith. Boy, yeah. thank you for bringing the spiritual side into it. Yeah. A lot of times people go, you know, I, I'm just going to plow through these things, but we realize that somebody who built us and can give us the input on how to plow through those things is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And you, you don't, uh, you don't shortchange that you give scripture and you talk about Jesus and what he does in our behalf. And it is just so remarkable. And I hope during the next segment, we'll be able to dig specifically into maybe one of the components on this to give people an understanding of what this actually looks like. We're talking in more general terms now, and then we're going to actually go into the application as well. But what else do you want to share? And then we'll uh, introduce uh, your guest at the close of this segment. And then for the rest of the remaining segment. Well, you know, like I said, I just I did want to just reiterate that, um, and I said this earlier, but you know, I have spent thousands of hours yes. doing this training, and I I love it, and God gave me that opportunity, um, really to build up to this. Um, but it's because these can be used for, or people need to be doing something that engages these skills, and yes. that's why I always like to say this can be used for any area of life. Um, if you're in sports and if you're in performing arts, you're in the good fight of faith, whatever it is, you can use these skills. And I, I think that's one thing that's really important um, to take away from Higher Power Mind. Yes. So we have a couple of minutes left in this segment. Maybe you want to introduce uh, uh, the next segment guest and uh, the close of this segment so it'll whet people's appetite. But also, my friend, what Holly's going to do in the last segment is actually give you an illustration of uh, one of the uh, Higher Power Mind trainings so that you can get a taste of it. It might uh, encourage you to find out more about it. So, uh, Holly, why don't you do an introduction here? Yeah. Um, we actually have Alex Hemming on the line, and she's going to be speaking to us next, but She's a, she's a 17-year-old, and she is on the front lines of being a youth in America today and, and what that is really like. She's living it. And she's also completed the entire Higher Power Mind program. So she's a really good person to talk about in the battles of the mind as a youth today and then also coupling that up with how um, she leveraged Higher Power Mind and how youth could leverage Higher Power Mind um, in order to develop, enhance, and protect mental strength yes, so that they can do great things in God's name. Speaking of great things, uh, Alex Hemming, uh, we're happy that you joined with with us on uh, Come Together San Diego. It's, I've been excited to talk with you. How are you doing, Alex? I'm good, and you? We're doing, we're doing fine, and I'm going to hand you back over to Holly for the, the next minute here, and then we're going to jump into the commercials and have you come back with us in the next segment as well. Would that be okay? Yes. 17 year old wise one. Yeah. Alex. Yeah. Alex mm-hmm. is amazing. She is, um, we, we met at rock church city Heights youth program. Well, she's in the rock church city Heights youth program. Yeah. And, um, you know, she was, uh, just, she's just an excellent example, just so bold in Christ and such an excellent example of, I think for really a lot of youth these days. And so I think she's a great person to really, help live out some of these scripture-based skills yes. and use them as weapons of warfare, warfare which they are meant to be. So I, I'm going to ask you, Alex, just to give me a 30-second thought on how uh, applying biblical truths has helped you. Just a brief tease, we call it a tease in radio, so that when people go, I need to get past the commercial break so I can hear more about what Alex has to say. So uh, give us kind of an overview in a very brief period of time, and then we'll deal with it on the other side of the break. Alex Hemming. 
Um, I'm a little nervous. Oh, no, no need to be nervous. Use your breathing use your, squares. <laughs> yes. Once again, use one of the applications that Holly says. Breathing squares? Yes. <laughs> yes. Go, Alex. Well, just in general, just being a, you know, being being able to know Christ, you know, just being able to know that, you know, what's out here, what other people think about, you know, what's what's um, considered cool and what's considered wise and, you know, always trying to, you know, fit that criteria. You always know that Jesus is always going to be there for you and that you always have a home and that you don't have to go searching for others because he's always searching for you and always Ooh. seeking you. And <laughs> So good. It's it so very good. And you know what we're going to do on the other side of the break, my listening friend? Uh, Alex is going to tell us more, but also Holly is going to give you ways to actually apply these things and techniques. And so uh, we're going to talk more about that. Uh, so do not go too far from your listening device right now because we on Come Together San Diego will be right back. More. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on AM 1210 K-Praise. Now more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And we're back. Hard to believe that the segments have gone so quickly. We're in the last portion of the last hour. Amazing. Uh, Co-host Dr. Holly Roselle. Sports psychologist and higher power mind is her vision for helping people excel in not only their schoolwork, uh, but their work and also sports. And uh, we have Alex uh, Hemming on the line, 17-year-old wise one, because, you know, <laughs> one of the reasons that she's wise is she's learning how to bring in the spirit, the soul, and the body together and use them how God crafted her to use them. And Holly, we talked a little bit about uh, some of the programs that you have in Higher Power Mind, it's actually like four lessons yeah. and the three skills within each of the lessons. And we've talked about doing the skills. I think maybe what would be fun is to have you and Alex chat about maybe one of the skills and as you set this up. And then uh, you guys can talk through what one of the skills actually looks like and, and let uh, Alex do some commentary on it as you do. Go ahead. Yeah. Alex, if you want to go ahead and talk a little bit about um, you know, some of the skills that you used and the value that it brought... Okay, um, I got a lot of intake from multiple lessons, but the one that really, the top two that really stuck out to me was um, applying um, your mental filter. Applying, and in a, in a way, it it really stuck to me because, you know, today being, you know, um, a teenager, you know, you're faced with, you know, always trying to fit in and, if you don't do it, you know, you're considered the odd one out and, you know, you're not, you're not considered cool or, you know, you're not worthy of, of doing certain things because you don't, because you don't want to, you know, put yourself in that situation. Mm -hmm. And realistically, even though some teams say it doesn't really affect them, it really does. It makes them feel like, you know, if I, it really makes them think those thoughts about themselves. You know, sometimes I do struggle with that being a young Christian lady, knowing I can't do certain things. It makes it makes me sometimes feel like, you know, I may be the odd one out or, you know, maybe I should do this, you know, just to fit in. But, you know, using and applying the lesson of the mental filter, it really it really brings home to you that, you know, 
you know that you're not meant to help everybody. You're not meant to get along with everybody. That's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah. That's just the way everyone. it is. Yeah, you can't please everybody. <laughs> so, you know, using that and really taking the time, you know, to do that worksheet and really thinking beyond myself and really being like, you know what, you know, you know, I might, I can't be doing this, but you know, God has made it to where I'm able to do this, 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 bring light into people who don't have Jesus, bring light, even if they don't listen, the fact that they're hearing the voice of Jesus and, and starting that process is really what, um, is a great skill that I've really taken from home from one of the lessons that I learned. So Alex, are you saying it helps you prioritize things so you don't spend time on things that maybe you can't really impact much, but you can use that mental filter to get rid of the stuff that you really can't do too much about anyway and focus on the valuable things? Exactly. It really, it really, it really makes you think and it really makes you think and realize that, you know, just because you can't do certain stuff, you are still making a great impact in people's lives, whether or with not. And it really shows that importance of your usage of what God puts you to do. Well, and Alex, I know you mentioned too that you did the strength bias drill with um, some of your friends. And I'll just give a little bit of and background. That's strength bias? Yeah, it's called a strength bi- uh, strengths bias. And that's one of the skills under the confidence lesson. So there's um, like Kaz said, four lessons, or and yes, and three skills under each lesson. Yes. And the strengths bias is where, you know, you, you there's a couple different ways you can do the drill. You can do it individually, but you can do it as a group where you sit down and actually take the time to write out strengths about your friends, and, and you pass it around, and everybody writes down strengths about each other. And at the end of it, you just have this big sheet of strengths that all of your peers see in you, and um, you know. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, God, as a teenager, sometimes it's hard to see those strengths in yourself. And it's so important what our peers think a lot of times that if we have our peers telling us all these things, then it's sometimes even easier to listen than us telling it about ourselves. So um, you guys did the strength bias in a group, didn't you, Alex? Yes, we did. Yeah. And that scripture, um, it says, um, but in teenage youth, youth, I shouldn't say teenagers, but youth and all of us really uh, need to be reminded that they are a masterpiece. Yes. And it says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew, us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things in his name. He planned for us long ago. Ephesians 2.10. Every youth needs to know that in light of what's going on in the news today, in light of what we're hearing about youth, they have to know that. They have to know all of these things, just like what Alex was talking about. Um, confidence. They have to, that all has to be rooted in Jesus Christ. And these um, skills that are based in scripture, give them the rock to stand on to know that. So you you have these youngsters are are making note of the strengths of other people Mm -hmm. and they're sharing them with one another. So what's the end of this skill? What what does this look like? Yeah. And so um, at the end of it, you know, basically you have this written drill with a scripture on it. And then at the very end, Every single one of these has a prayer. And I'm going to go ahead and read that prayer for the um, strength bias. Pay that, close attention, my listening friend. This is going to stir you. And this gives you an example because all of these skills, all 12 of them have a prayer within. And it says, Dear God, thank you for the gifts that you have blessed me with. I know that you created me as your masterpiece and you have great things planned for my life. I just ask that you help me to clearly see the gifts that you have given me 
so that I can humbly reflect on them and use them to accomplish great things in your name. God, I know that I also have weaknesses, so please also give me the wisdom to know when to work on my weaknesses without being discouraged, but with hope in mind, because I know that your power is made perfect in my weakness. Wow. As I face the criticism and negativity that this world often gives, please help me to have a strengths bias so that I can focus on the gifts that you have given me in order to do great things in your name, especially when it is time for me to do those great things. My, my, my. Uh, Alex, uh, I know that's probably one of your favorite scriptures when you have learned that God wants you to actually begin applying that. And, you know, I, I like to go back to Moses. The Bible says that Moses was the meekest man in all the earth. But guess who wrote that scripture? Moses did. So he had an awareness of who he was called to be. And it wasn't prideful for to say, to say God has called me the meekest man on the whole earth. You know, you, people would go, well, what a prideful thing. But God says, no, that's not it. And you, by understanding your strength bias, it's okay for you to say, you know, God made me to do this. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good about, about this. And other people can go, yes, she is. So would you, uh, we have about two minutes left in this segment. So very briefly, what is a strength? that uh, that uh, Alex Hemming has that we can rejoice with you on. Go ahead, Alex. Oh, it's me. Okay. Talk about me. My strength, I would love to say is I'm a, I'm a people person. Yes. I love, yes. I love, you know, brightening people, brightening people's day. You know, I do traffic, you know, Rock Church City Heights, shout out. But I, I'm, you know, I'm the first face that they see. And I just, I get so excited to be able just to, meet new people and guide them and, you know, just make it a pleasure experience for people, you know, because who knows, you know, maybe they want to come back if they see, you know, pretty smiles, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm just I'm a really big people person. I love being around people. I love volunteering. I love, like, making an impact in people's lives in a way of making a smile on their face. And God will use that, Alex. He already is. Yes, yes, yes. So, Alex, uh, you're an encourager, and uh, we bless you as being an encourager, and we are entrusting that God helps you even understand the greater depths of this. How do you want to close this uh, in the next uh, minute? Holly, yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, one thing that I I really want to reiterate that I think is so important here, or actually two things. One, this is God-breathed. This is from Scripture. These are His weapons. It is all about Him. And second of all, that it is an opportunity to proactively work, be working on the mind yes. um, so that we can do great things in his name. Thank you, Alex, for joining us. And Dr. Holly Roselle, one more time, the website. It's higherpowermind.com. Yes, and you'll find four lessons, uh, three skills per lesson, and dig into it. Uh, yeah. And there, you have a sample lesson that's of no charge, and then you then there's a small fee. Yeah. Small okay. Fee. So my, my listening friend, I encourage you to go to higherpowermind.com dot com and find out how to become the fuller person that God has intended you to be, spirit, soul, and body. Holly, thank you for joining us, co-hosting this entire hour. How remarkable. And thanks to all your guests as well. My listening friend, we're doing this again next week on Come Together San Diego. No telling what the topic is, but it's going to be wild and crazy. So do not go away. Come back and join us 5 to 7 p.m. on Come Together San Diego on every Saturday. So long, everybody. Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you. 
or come together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on AM 1210 K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.